welcome along to another episode of Fun Kids Meets, where we bring you uh, some of the most exciting people in the entire universe. And speaking of excellent, exciting, wonderful people, in comes from stage right, Bex from the club. Hello, Bex. It's me! Hello, Sean. What a lovely intro. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, I hear that you've been chatting to more authors. Kale surprise. I know, right? As is my want. Uh, yes, I have been, Sean. I love it so much because when I chat to them, I find out about the biggest and bestest new books in the world right now, which means I know about the biggest and bestest books in the world right now before anyone else. And that is part of my evil dastardly plan. <laughs> which is great news. And this is uh, this is a great person to speak to because you were chatting to the writer of officially the greatest film that's ever existed and (laughs) (laughs) uh, Paddington 2 and the writer is of course Simon Farnaby. Simon Farnaby is one of those people if you delve into his CV you're like whoa you are everywhere and he's also of course in the founding troupe of Horrible Histories. He always plays a slightly offbeat odd character Um, and he was also in the film Bill they made together Uh, and yeah Paddington if you've seen Paddington 1 and Paddington 2 uh, yes, he's helped to write it. He's also in it. He's got very, very small parts as like security guards in it as well. Did you know that Paddington 2 is now officially the best film of all time, according to <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes or whatever metric we use? I did see this. Yeah, yeah, because the former best film of all time got knocked off the top spot, right? It did. And now Paddington 2 stands tall at the top of the pile. So we've got, it's, it's a prestigious person that we've got on Fun Kids Meets Uh, this week so uh, let's chat a bit about what I reckon the interview is going to be about Um, but for one thing that I know for sure that it's about it's about Simon's new book isn't it yeah uh, The Wizard in My Shed it's a really good book actually when you read it it does kind of feel like um, a film plot but it could easily be made into a film or tv show a la Walliams I would imagine interesting so Mm. my guess is for fun kids bingo with Simon Farnaby is I reckon he's got to be chatting about Paddington. If you've written the best film of all time, then I think you're going to mention there's going to be some sort of Paddington reference in there. Well, let, let's face it. It's all... If, if it was you and I, it was all we would talk about. If you <laughs> and I had written Paddington, I don't think I'd ever stop talking about it. You wouldn't shut me up. Um, I think the next thing I'm going to guess, because the book is called The Wizard in My Shed, this is a curveball one. I think this is an unlikely one to come up, but I think if you, I think you might mention Harry Potter. I know a rival book wizard, but I think there just might be a mention in there just to, you know, just to just to place it into this is a proper book about wizards. You think he's going to go for rival whiz kids, eh? Hmm. I think so. I think so. I've got a hunch. And the final thing, because obviously Simon Farnaby, as we know, is a film writing genius. I wonder if you chat about the subtle differences between writing for film and also writing a children's book. So you think I'm getting technical. You think I'm going behind the curtain with this one. I love that I essentially tell you what I want to hear about, but (laughs) you can't act upon it because the interview is already done. So you'll just have to sit there and hope that these requests will become fulfilled. Well, you hope. Maybe I don't want you to win, Sean. Maybe I don't hope. Oh, I see. I see how it is. (laughs) Well, let's see what you chat to lovely Simon Farnaby about. So I'm joined down the line by actor and writer Simon Farnaby. Simon's got a brand new book out. It's called The Wizard in My Shed, The Misadventures of Murdin the Wild. Uh, Hey, Simon, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? 
I'm good, thanks. I, I'm really good, in fact, because I finished your book and I really loved it. It was quite an adventure I went on. Oh, great. Thanks very much. Yes, um, it's my first children's book and it was something that I've wanted to do for a while and I was hoping it would be funny and um, quite moving at times and maybe kids would learn something just a little bit. Uh, so I'm really glad you enjoyed it. It's a pretty epic adventure. Has this been bubbling up inside you for a long time then? Yeah, I mean, I I really like these sort of stories of kids that meet sort of strange characters. A bit like E.T., I suppose. I, I <laughs> My first sort of story adventure was E.T. And I went, wow, this is, you can be friends with an alien. And I suppose it comes down to things like Paddington as well. Like, what would it be like to be friends with a bear or to have a bear live in your house? And I thought, <laughs> what would it be like if a wizard lived in your house? But not a sort of Harry Potter wizard, sort of have, have a... A very old sort of um, ancient wizard that didn't know anything about the rules of of modern society or even how a TV or a car works. So it's been bubbling away for a while. So I was really glad to um, to put it down and, and get it into book form. Now, of course, Murden wouldn't be very happy you've called him a wizard when really, to begin with, he calls himself a warlock. That's really what he defines himself as. I know. I shouldn't really... Ca- I keep calling him a wizard. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he defines himself as a warlock. He he thinks wizards are very um a little bit sort of soft-hearted and sort of fools and uh he sees himself as a warlock who in his head is a much grander, much more dignified thing. Uh because warlocks sort of use their powers for for evil um as well as good sometimes, but mainly for bad and for mischief and he thinks that's um much better way to use your powers. Yeah, he's got a bit more of an edge, I would say. And uh, he pops into uh, into the current day and he meets Rose and it's just such a lovely friendship they develop. Yeah, Rose is slightly lonely kid. She's just gone to a new school. We all know what that feels like. Her family's a bit of a mess and she wants to win this singing competition. She actually runs away from home because no one thinks she's a very good singer in her family, uh, which she isn't really. And then she runs away from home and meets uh, Murdin, who similarly, he, he's been cast out of his uh, time, you know, from the Dark Ages. So he he arrives in a sort of shopping centre and he thinks he's in purgatory. He thinks he's in hell because that's what he's been sentenced to. And so Rose and Murdin meet as both being sort of outcasts. And they do a deal where Murdin says, if you help me get home back to my time, I'll, I'll give you a singing spell and you'll be the best singer in the world and uh, so they strike a deal and this unlikely friendship starts and yeah they help each other uh in their lives to 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 become who they're meant to be yeah i mean rose sort of questions murdin's warlock approach you know and she says well how about if you use your powers for good and at first he's like no that's a ridiculous idea and as well murdin helps rose to see i think what she really wants to be you know and um he sort of helps us just to look a little deeper and see what she really wants to do with her life because it's quite hard to discover what you want to do with your life i never knew when i was a kid <laughs> sometimes i still don't know and you, you kind of tie in the past and the present you also get to write in kind of ye, ye oldie fashion was that quite fun as well yeah well i think um they would have spoken very differently, you know, uh, um, in those days. And I think often we, and we did on Horrible Histories, actually, we, we would we would be from sort of the Dark Ages, but talk like we were bank managers. <laughs> and uh, and that was sort of the joke. But I did want to do for him to speak like they did in the old days and for people to find it quite confusing. So he says things like, you know, thou, thou st- Dinketh and all this sort of stuff. And there's a few words as well that I that I translate a few 
not swear words, but insults um, that he uses, and uh, um, I explain what they are and and what they used to mean, which was which was good fun doing research on those. Actually, I was going to ask because I've I've made a little list of my favourites. Uh, I think my favourite was Ninny Hammer. What what was your favourite in the book? Oh, a ninny hammer's good, yeah. Well, everyone knows a ninny, I think. It's quite yeah. an old-fashioned word, but a ninny is just sort of a, an idiot. And a ninny hammer was a complete idiot. I like a fop doodle, actually. Fop doodle was a sort of lazy person, um, probably from the word foppish, which is sort of slightly limp or sort of, you know, not, not strong. And doodle is a sort of half-hearted drawing. And so fop doodle is great. And, and, and there is a school of thought that says that the, the Americanism dude, you know, hey dude, comes from fop doodle because it sort of meant a very relaxed person, you know. So it, so it became sort of not so much an insult and more like a, hey, you're a dude as well. You know, you're laid back like me. Yeah, it's it's. I'm glad you said that because that was the second word on my list. So we are of similar mind. Um, I, I really enjoyed reading the book because, of course, you get to learn more words. But it felt like I was, it felt very filmic. It felt like I was... Um, watching a film reading this book I got really immersed in it I could really really imagine it was it do you reckon it's is it easier or harder to write a book when you've written tv shows and stuff before um it's strange yeah I've spoken to a few other writers about this it's it's a very in a way it's quite similar and the story is you know you you meet some characters and and um they go on a journey and there's a sort of middle bit and then there's a bit that's quite sad and then usually it's a sort of happy ending so you so it's a similar shape um and i and i actually wrote the chapters i I, when when you do film or tv you have to structure everything um you have to know exactly what's going where and like all the work really is in that structuring and and laying the story out in beats we call them um and some novelists i know i heard enid blyton who did things like the faraway tree and the famous five didn't mm. just had an idea and just started writing and and just stopped at the end <laughs> which i find incredible like i i so that's the difference probably being a tv and film writer is i i i have to have it very well structured and for me that means you can get things that pay off like little things that people are lacking in the beginning they get in the end and and I think unless you plan that all out, like a few people have said, the storylines all, there's quite a few storylines going and they all wrap up quite well at the end. And I think that's probably from my film structure um, learning. So, uh, but but it's fun. It's it's really great fun to do, but because you don't have to rely on anybody else is the key difference between when, when you write a film script, you hand it over to the director and the cinematographer and the makeup and the and the costume people whereas a book you just describe all that and you've you can do without them <laughs> of course you can get rid of everybody else this is your world well you play the you the film plays in people's heads and yeah. and that's the way i sort of um describe it to people and i'm glad that you felt it was filmic because i i what i want to do is just to describe it's like describing um images and uh, describing a film so that someone can play it in their head and visualize it is what I wanted to do and and people seem to be able to do that they seem to be able to and and that was something I had to learn was to really describe in detail what people looked like because in film you don't have to do that because you go well you'll get Hugh Grant and you'll see him yeah it's like Hugh Grant (laughs) (laughs) whereas um Whereas you have to sort of describe it. If this is made into TV or film and you do not play Murden, I will be furious, by the way, because it would make right. sense. Right, well, that's very kind of you. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean it is sort of it is my sort of thing that I like to do. <laughs> um I did a character called Nagatus in, in a thing called Yonderland, which was again with yeah. a horrible histories gang and and he's pretty similar uh in some ways <laughs> to to Murden, so <laughs> we shall see. Well, if it happens, I will I will expect you to be there. I also have to ask, uh, most importantly, do you love grass? Because grass is mentioned a lot in this book. I do love grass, actually. Uh, funnily enough, I hadn't quite worked this out yet. My, my, my dad was a landscape gardener, or is still a landscape gardener. He's sort of semi-retired now. but And he grew grass, so he his, his life was grass. And um, uh, he would sell turf, so he'd grow grass and then sell it. And we had oh, different nice. types of grass. We had meadow grass and then like nicer grass for like golf courses. And and so I've only just sort of realised this. <laughs> my, <laughs> my dad sent me a picture of holding the book last night. And I thought, oh, he's going to, he said, I like all the mention of grasses. I remember he had a book in, in his office called No Need to Weed. <laughs> uh, and it was all about how weeds weren't your enemy, that you could work with them. And, and there's lots of weeds in the book and, and it's great. Had great fun in in looking at how people used to, you know, things like bearded darnell and foxglove, which you see everywhere. They're on the, you know, they're they're out by the bins on the street, you know. Um, but they used to be seen as having magical properties, and in fact, do have, you know, it, um, strange properties if you if you sort of boil them or mix them up or do you know strange things to them. Um, and so I wanted to say. You know, now we're 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 in a world where we need to take care of nature, and and just to say that it's not just the big things; it's the small things as well. You know, um, that that make a difference. Uh, yeah, no, I I loved it. Just that being connected to nature. I also love any book that rhymes. So it sounds like your dad had a great book there. Big fan of that. Well, again, yes, because I I do use rhymes. I I like little poems, the start and end, the chapters. Um, and uh, yeah, that connection. Well, I've only just made it now. No need to weed. There, there you go. It was all there, aged seven or whenever I first saw that that book. It was meant to be. Uh, so every author who comes to Fun Kids, I do a little quick fire round of questions with them. Uh, I wondered if it's okay to do that with you right now. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No pressure. Don't worry. It's not like a right or wrong answer. It's all fine. Right. Just, okay, just, right, just, yeah. just who you are as a person, as an author. Um, first up is super easy: books or Kindles books yeah everyone says it heroes or villains oh <laughs> villains okay film adaptation or tv adaptation oh film adaptation oh that was very quick horrible histories or ghosts <laughs> sorry that i mean that's just for you i don't ask everybody that. uh ghosts <laughs> oh okay it's easier it's easier costume changes not as many costume changes uh writing or reading writing Hogwarts or Narnia? Oh, Hogwarts. <laughs> Pendulous Sedge or Bearded Darnell? Darnell. Uh, bearded Darnell. Uh, do you write nine to five or do you write whenever you fancy? Uh, whenever I can. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's whenever I can fit it in. Now, I do ask everyone this, but it might be more relevant to you. Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Paddington Bear. Yeah, I mean, if you'd said Winnie, I would have been quite surprised yeah and finally the big one this is the most important of all salt and vinegar or cheese and onion salt and vinegar yes that's the only is one i care right about answer? yes thank you <laughs> cheese and onions too fragrant it's too oh, it's too, too smelly overpowering it's 
Hey. Well, you said the correct answer for salt and vinegar, so that is great for you because it means I can tell everybody to go and grab the wizard in my shed. Well, Bex, you didn't let me down. You didn't let me down at all. I never want to let you down, Sean. Uh, He was such a lovely man, wasn't he? We love Simon on Fun Kids. Excellent, excellent man. Uh, I've actually met him because that that chat, by the way, uh, was online, um, as a lot of things have been recently. But a little while ago, I did meet him in person in the Fun Kids studio and he was just as delightful then as well. Excellent stuff. That's probably in the Fun Kids archive somewhere if you want some more Simon Farnaby action. Let's go through the Fun Kids bingo cards. Uh, First up, Paddington. Tick, tick, tick. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, I made a joke about how if I'd written Paddington, of course, that's all I would talk about. Even having not written Paddington, I've got nothing to do with that film. I still talk about it quite a lot. So, yeah, it was going to happen. I liked the comparison uh, he made about the wizard in my shed being similar to living with a bear. And that's where he kind of drew some inspiration. I thought that was a that was a very good touch. And also, my absolute curveball, definitely didn't think this would be mentioned, guess, Harry Potter. There was a quick mention of Harry Potter as a, another member of the wizarding literary world. Well, it was a fleeting reference, but you know what, Sean? Them's the rules and you win a point for it. They still count. And also, because he's, he's only gone and nailed the clean sweep uh, this week, uh, Simon did mention the subtle differences between film writing and also writing children's books and how his knowledge of film structure actually helped him with writing the children's book. Yeah, I think uh, I get the impression Simon has just, he's done so much more writing than we could ever imagine and he just knows his stuff. Uh, so yeah, we got to talk about that as well. As someone who's uh, read the book from front to back, Bex, uh, would you think that Simon's got half an eye on that film adaptation? Honestly, if he doesn't record it or film it for the BBC and he doesn't star as the wizard, there is something wrong with the world. Like, it's, it feels like he's written it specifically to cast himself in it, if I'm honest. <laughs> Simon's playing the long game. Smart, 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 smart. He really is. Uh, it's such a good book. And you could just imagine from watching him on Horrible Histories, the characters he plays there, it would make perfect sense for him to also play the wizard. Excellent stuff. Bex, thanks for popping along again. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. Hopefully I'll see you soon. And if you're a big fan of Simon Farnaby's work, uh, you can have a little uh, delve into the Fun Kids archives and see if you can find any more chats between Bex and Simon Farnaby. We'll be back next week with more Fun Kids Meets Fun. We'll see you then. Make sure you follow and leave a nice review. Bye. 